Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about toiling and wealth. So this month in September of 2022, we've been focusing on financial stewardship, and just talking about different lessons in the Bible about finances. And one of the big lessons, I believe, that's all throughout the Bible, is this concept and the relationship between toiling and wealth. We're going to see today, we're going to look at some scriptures today, talking about toiling and wealth. Let's go over our filters first. These filters are things that I keep writing at the top of my journal every night to keep things top of mind, to filter my decision making and help me stay in rhythm with God, in step with him each day. And so I like to start at the top of my journal with the the big picture vision. So our program, the Abundant Life Blueprint, started about 10 years ago. I had um, Proverbs 13, 22 just changed the course of my whole life one day. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God. He began to teach me, began to train me. And he taught me this whole new way to live. This completely different way to operate my life. We make him the source. We make him the center of it. I just began to document what he was teaching me, what he was training me in. And it turned into a series of books and courses and blueprints and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. And the goal is, the big picture vision, is to take these blueprints and to develop Abundant Life training centers all over the world. These communities of people working together, implementing these blueprints together, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And this year, the year of 2022, we've been focused on the year of the beautiful land. And God's been teaching us about this rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ, teaching us to hold fast to it, to possess it, and to keep holding firm to it. And then this month, we've been focused on financial stewardship in September of 2022, managing and multiplying everything that God's entrusted to us. And then this week, different times of the year, different seasons of the year, just gives us different reminders of who God is and all that he's done for us. This week right now, we are in what's called the 40 days of Teshuva. Teshuva means to turn or to repent. And in Acts chapter 3, verse 19 and 20, it says that if we would turn or repent, that God would wipe away our sins and that times of refreshing would come from his presence. This is a time of year where there's often an increase in pressure. And that pressure is meant to help us to simplify, to make adjustments. And if we'll take those steps, we'll repent, we'll turn, we'll make adjustments, we'll make corrections, we'll simplify. Times of refreshing will come from his presence. Now, this is something we can do all the time. We have a yearly reminder of it, just in case we ever get off track, to give us a nudge back in that direction. And today, we're going to talk about toiling and wealth. So, let's start with this verse. This is Proverbs chapter 23, verses 4 and 5. Proverbs 23, verses 4 and 5 says, Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light upon it, it's gone, for suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Do not toil to acquire wealth. I was just reading just uh, last night with my daughters. We were reading the story of when Jesus gets into Peter's boat. Jesus is teaching from Peter's boat. And then at the end of that, Jesus says, launch out into the deep. And I want you to go throw your nets out into the water. And let's go catch some fish. And what does Peter say? Peter says, but master, we toiled all night and we caught nothing. 
They toiled all night and they caught nothing. But then they let down their nets and they catch so many fish. It starts to sink the boat. They had to get their partners to come help. It starts to sink the boat. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Proverbs, I believe, is 10.22. says that it's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds no painful toil to it. No painful toil to it. And so in, this, in the Bible, we see one of the biggest themes is what is the source of our success? What is the source of our money, our wealth, our riches? Jesus tells us, seek first the kingdom of heaven, and all of these things will be added to you. I think there's a lot of debate in the Christian world. People get all up in arms over finances. And it all comes back to this one simple point. We're not supposed to chase after the money. We're not supposed to toil to acquire wealth. We're not working for money. We're working to serve God. We're seeking after him and his plans and his purposes and what he's called us to do in this life, to walk out things according to his way of doing things. But when we do that, the Bible overwhelmingly, over, overwhelmingly, if I can get the words out, tells us over and over again. You see it in the example of Peter. When he followed Jesus' plans, he did what he told him to do. He prospered more than he could by toiling all night. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds no sorrow or painful toil to it. Be discerning enough to desist from toiling for it. And what is toiling? It's just wearing ourselves out, going after money. There's a better way. Let's seek first the kingdom of heaven. Let's follow after his plans, his purposes. Is it going to happen overnight? Probably not. It's going to take a little time. We've got to prove that we trust him. We're going to walk in this consistently. As Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help to teach us about toiling and wealth. We're asking for your help to, to help us to stop toiling, to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, to do things your way. And for us to trust that when we do that, you're going to add things to us. It's your blessing that prospers us. Asking for your help to walk in that today. It's a gift from you. Our Father, we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take a moment to remember, God sent us Jesus. He didn't have to. He chose to, chose the way of love. And if he would do that, how would he not graciously give us all things richly and freely to enjoy? Jesus was crushed. He was destroyed by God. It pleased God to crush him. He became sin so we could become righteous. He became a curse on a tree so we could have God's blessing and favor. And it's his blessing that makes rich and has no painful sorrow to it, no painful toil. He makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight. He connects us back to him. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him in heavenly places at his right hand. And he raised us up with him and seated us together with him, made us one with him. It says that he reconciled us to himself through the body of Jesus. He made peace with us through the body of his son. Whenever we take communion, I believe we should be taking some time to just examine ourselves to see if we're truly taking it in faith. And one of the indicators I think of is that whenever I'm in faith, there's an amazing sense of peace that comes right along with it. The two come as a pair.
There's a oneness to this. A unity to this. Being one with him through the body of Jesus. So Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. That after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's a forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new, gives us his fresh start today. We get to walk out this new life, connected with God in partnership with him. We've got this blood-sworn oath in the blood of Jesus. So God is with us. He's for us. He's working for our good. His covenant, he will not break. So, Father, we thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. So usually after our time of communion, we're talking about some physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So today, let's talk about just basic variety. So just a simple way to add some variety into your workouts. It's good to be very consistent at the basics and the fundamentals. But just a little bit of variety can also trigger some new growth and progress. And so very simply, you can take the same exercises and just execute them slightly differently with a different stance or a different grip or a different piece of equipment. For example, if you're doing bicep curls, you could do it with a barbell. You could do it with a dumbbell. You can do it with a band. You can do it with dumbbells one arm at a time versus two arms at a time. You can change the angles and do what's called a hammer curl rather than a regular curl. You can do them seated, standing, kneeling. All kinds of little ways to vary it up. You're still working on the same thing, but just little ways to vary it up. And occasionally throwing in some variety through those methods. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.